0: What's true today might not be true an hour, a day, or a month from now. I'm going to give you the truth straight. No chasers. Glad to have you aboard. Let's get it. Welcome to episode 46, my friends, of Jacques Talk. Uh, I'm Jean-Jacques Taylor, joined by my boy Big Joe and the Big Rig, uh, also known as Joe Hartfield. We hope you are prepared to be entertained and dazzled for the next hour or so as we talk about all things Cowboys. And hey, a few things that ain't got nothing to do with the Cowboys that you'll uh, enjoy Follow me on Twitter If you think you follow me You don't My Twitter account got deleted That's a long story That I promise you We're going to get into Maybe after the first of the year When we start with a fresh slate So if you think you follow me You don't You can find me At JJT Journalist I am Jean-Jacques Taylor Is the handle Uh you still got time to get my book, Coach Prime, Deion Sanders and the Making of Men, makes a wonderful stocking stuffer and a Christmas gift if you want to know all things about Deion Sanders and why I think ultimately he will succeed in Colorado. I spent a year with him his last year at Jackson State with a full access to the program, quarterback meetings, team meetings, everything. Uh, so you can find that wherever you find your books, walmart.com, barnesandnoble.com, amazon.com. It's available. You want an autographed copy, you can always hit me up. At Jacques at jjtmediagroup.com And we'll get you taken care of Still got time to get it? Well, you still got time, I think, to get it before Christmas Certainly by the, by the, uh, the day after <laughs> Alright Hey, let me tell y'all something You're in trouble if you ain't already punched the number in the phone And you know what I'm talking about If you've been involved in an accident And it's not your fault What you gotta do, what you need to do is pick up the phone and call 972-934-8900. That's the Green Team, Greening Law Firm in Dallas. And tell them your situation. Lay out the details. And if they bring you on as a client, I've told you all this before, but it's real. It's a great day for you. It's a lucky day for you. And you got to understand, you know, a lot of times we think, you know, accidents. We think a car wreck or, you know, you get hit by an 18-wheeler. But it, it might also be medical malpractice. It could be a property accident. You had somebody else's crib and get hurt. Workplace litigation, uh, sexual assault litigation, birth injuries. If you've been injured by somebody else's negligence, let the green team, Robert Greening and Greening Law, take care of you. When this happens, man, it could be this long, tedious, complicated process where they walk you through it, dog. They tell you when to turn left and when to turn right and when to hold still. Um, and who doesn't want somebody like that? teaching you and walking you through the process they answer questions you didn't even know were supposed to be asked did you hear that they answer the question and you wouldn't even didn't even know there was supposed to be a question that's the kind of thoroughness you can expect from the greening law firm and remember they don't collect anything they don't get paid anything until you get paid they don't get paid unless you get paid so you ain't never got to wonder where am I on the priority list how hard are they working for me you are at the top of the priority list when it comes to uh, representation at Greening Law. And again, remember, you ain't got to take my word for it. You can go to GreeningLaw.com, look at the website. You can see for yourself what people are saying about Greening Law. You can see all the different things they do. You can see how Robert Greening is active in the community. He's a DISD grad, just like myself, went to Brian Adams. I forgive him for that. Uh, but these are all the great things that can happen at Greening Law if they're representing you, if you've been injured and it's not your fault. Dog, I got a question for you. It's not a rhetorical question. This question deserves an answer. Because I asked this question of Mike McCarthy yesterday. Yes, I asked Mike McCarthy a question. When's the last time you seen this kind of speed on an offense?
1: The uh, greatest show on turf.
0: See? The, this, the is this is why Big Join the Big Rig. This is why Big Join the Big Rig is on the show. This is why, like, you know, there's a lot of people clamoring. To do the show with me And y'all know why Because I mean I am that dude But I went to my oldest One of my oldest friends The guy who gives me grief With no apology Because he understands And he knows football So I asked that question I'm going to let you break this down In a second Because you're really good at it Uh, I asked this question To Mike McCarthy yesterday I said Off the top of your head Have you seen whose, Whose speed does this Miami team resemble? Remind you of and that man, he didn't even think about it. He thought about it just about as long as you did. And he said, greatest show on turf? Because he was a <laughs> – no, I'm serious. Real talk. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, yeah. uh, he was assistant with uh, New Orleans then. And he said they just had speed everywhere. They had Marshall coming out the backfield with speed. And they had Torrey Holt with speed. They had Isaac Bruce with speed. They had team. Isaac Keem with yep. speed. And then he said, and then when you, you got all that speed, and then they got Ricky Prohl over there just running routes. And so he said they were very difficult to handle uh, because they had just so much speed. Uh, now, given that said, um, why did why was that the team that came to your mind right away? Like it did Mike McCarthy's mind.
1: Just like you said, everybody was fast. Everybody, everybody. You, you forgot Isaac Bruce. Isaac Bruce. And I said Isaac a, Bruce. Did you? He was the main guy. Isaac yeah. Bruce, Tori Holt, Marshall Faulk. Yeah. Everybody was a home run hitter, and then the guys you brought in. Uh, I want to say his name was the the other receiver was Horn or something like that. The, the guy behind, um, Azikim, but Azikim was lightning. So you know they 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 could they could bust your ass from anywhere on the field. And 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 they spread the ball out. I mean, to to much to they didn't they spread the formation out and they let Kurt Warner get blasted, but he stood there and took the hit. <laughs> he got the ball out. That's why he had so many concussions later on. But yeah, he, you know, yeah, uh, that 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 team right off the bat came, you know, came to mind because everybody could could hit you up.
0: Well, that was uh, Kurt Warner, ninety nine, forty one touchdowns, thirteen picks. Uh, Marsha Falk. Think about this, Marsha Falk, eighty seven catches, a thousand forty eight yards. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also ran for 1,300 that year uh, Isaac Bruce, 77 for 1,165 Tory Holt had uh, 788 on 52 catches Azakeem 36 for 677 Averaging 18.8 a catch But how about this man Holt and Bruce each averaged 15 yards a catch Marshall Falk, the running back Averaged 12 yards a catch That was in 99 when they was first getting cranked up In 2000, um, Kurt Warner, that's interesting. He only had 21 and 18 in 2000. Uh, But uh, Isaac Bruce had 1,471 yards. Uh, Torrey Holt had 1,635. Uh, Marshall Falk dipped to uh, 830 on 81 catches. Still averaging 10 yards a catch, man. They averaged 14 and a half yards a catch as a team. And then in uh, 2001, I think uh, they put another great year together. And uh, that was Torrey Holt with thirteen sixty three, Isaac Bruce with eleven oh six, and uh, Kurt with thirty six titties, twenty two picks. So, but there was that speed, man, that uh, that created all those issues for all those teams. And that comes to mind because why well, we look at the Dolphins this year, and dude, you got to figure out how you're going to control them. Uh, if you're the defensive coordinator, how would you handle Miami's offense, man?
1: It's a lot of guys get paid to do that that don't know what to do. And uh I don't know. I guess I would I guess I would have to say let's, I'm a, let's go too deep. Right. Let's uh let's do too deep man under, but we gotta switch up. You know, you, you they do so much motion, it's hard to do man under with them. So You know who
0: said that yesterday? Mike McCarthy said that. He said the way they run their offense, because everybody says you know, all the lay people say, hey, you, you know, you got to play too deep and you got to get your hands on them and you got to play a little press at the line because you can't give them a free release. But their entire offense is done, is what? Designed not to allow you to do any of that.
1: <laughs> yeah, they run a lot like of me. extra stuff. A lot of window dressing. Yeah, when
0: Tyreek is in, is in motion, you can't do that. Um, so uh, a lot of window dressing means what? means you have to stay in the film room this week and understand what your keys are. Because your keys will tell you what they're doing, no matter what the eye candy they present you, the motion they present you, all of that. Uh, your keys will tell you what to do. The problem with a team like Miami, and you correct me if I'm wrong, you can read the key, but you can't simulate that speed in practice.
1: Well, a lot of a lot of keys, a lot of keys get thrown off with that RPO stuff, you know, because the right. line, the linemen are allowed to move what two yards off the line of scrimmage. So a lot of keys, when you talk about reading keys, that's kind of the cheat code right there if you run RPO. Because what what you're watching, what tells you what offense is going to do, offensive linemen. But when they can do that RPO stuff and kind of move toward the line of scrimmage and everybody get kind of confused as to what they're doing, that's kind of the cheat code of the NFL to me. And the Dolphins run a little RPO. Well, they run a lot of RPO with a lot of motion too. And RPO is run pass option. So,
0: It's uh, it's going to be an incredible uh, task for the Cowboys' defense. Uh, now, we're going to spend time talking about the running game. I and mean, You talk about Tua Tunga-Viola, and obviously you talk about Tyreek Hill, 97 catches, 1,542 yards, and 12 touchdowns this year. Uh, Waddle, it seems like Waddle ain't even doing that much because Tyreek gets so much attention and so much uh, coverage. Tyreek got, I mean, Waddle got 71 for 964 and four touchdowns. They don't have another receiver with more than 24 catches So it's going to one of them two dudes And when Tua puts it up in the air But that running game, man I don't know that we've seen anything like this in a while uh, Your boy Devin I-Chain Why is he averaging Eight and a half yards a carry?
1: Because he's small And he quick And he explosive Super
0: explosive Who? who uh, and just so y'all know he did had seventy two carries, so it's not like he only had you know twenty two carries or something. That dude has had seventy two carries and is averaging eight and a half yards a carry, which is insane. I mean, it's just insane.
1: Imagine if he wasn't if he wouldn't have got injured. He been he was dude, out for a little
0: while. I mean, he putting up college numbers, and that just don't happen in the league. Um so they uh it's uh it's going to be a mighty task for your Cowboys. The best thing that they can do to me is uh this is this is a game they gotta be on point offensively. Because you're not going to shut this offense down. They're going to score some points. Uh I would think. Uh if you look at the Dolphins last few games, last team to shut them down was Miami. Beat them twenty one fourteen. 14 Las Vegas did Wait, wait. The last team I mean was, Kansas City. There you go. Kansas City. Uh, Las Vegas did a good job on them. Uh, Held them to 20 points in a 2013 loss. But their last four games, they've scored 34 against the Jets. We know the Jets got a good defense. 45 against Washington. uh, 27 against the Titans. And then they beat the Jets 30 to nothing last week. Um, They've scored, uh, you know, obviously they had a 70-point game against Denver. They scored 42 against Carolina. Uh, They'll put some points up on you if you don't play good, sound defense. Uh, But I think it's incumbent on the Cowboys' offense to match them. Cowboys' offense has got to be productive this week. they got to put points on the board. And uh, if you win this, I think – now, it's just your boy here. I think they're going to have to score 30 to win it.
1: Dolphins' defense ain't that bad, man. No, it's not. That's what I'm saying. I I don't know. I mean,
0: like I just said, the Dolphins have – if you look at the Dolphins, go back a little – Longer. They have New England, which got a bad offense, 17, 21 against the Chiefs, 13 the Raiders, 13 the Jets, 15 Washington, 28 the Titans. But remember, the Titans scored two touchdowns in the last four minutes. Yeah. And then they shut out the Jets. Uh, but hey, man, but I them, mean, but them I bills, think it's,
1: the bills, them bills put it on them, though.
0: I mean, that was a while back. Yeah. I mean, that was week four. Uh, so I think that, yeah, I mean the Bills. But if you if you think about it, they've only had two or three bad games. Yeah, they gave up forty eight to the Bills, and they gave up thirty one to the Eagles, and that's it. Outside of that, twenty eight to the Titans. So, I mean, there's a reason why they have one of the league's best records. This is the reason why they're one of the contenders in the AFC. Uh, they fight the same thing Dallas is fighting. They beat bad teams. They haven't had as much success against good teams. Uh, and so this is going to be a good one, man. But this is kind of game. At some point, you got to win a big game on the road, dog. Huh? Uh, if, if for us to believe that you are who you say you are and what we think you are, uh, yes, the road competition has been tougher than the home competition. But at some point again, you got to pull one out. Uh, embarrassed in San Francisco, embarrassed in Buffalo, embarrassed in Arizona, uh, all of those on the road. This game can get embarrassing. If you don't come to play, Uh, they haven't lost two in a row all year. I think they'll come to play. I don't know that they'll win, but I think they'll come to play. And if they come to play, they'll have a chance to win in the fourth quarter. That's what I think anyway.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know. The offense got to – we got to get something going on offense. I mean, you can't keep going three and out, three and out, and expecting the defense to hold up, especially – When when Mike McDaniel comes from the San Francisco system and he don't mind running the ball. So, you know if they shorten the game on the Cowboys, it's gonna be a long day. And if you, you gotta the offense gotta start hot. They gotta they gotta respond. Whether it's three, whether it's seven, they gotta do something. All the you know, when you start dry like that, you put the defense under the gun right away.
0: Hey, well, let's uh let's give our boy Clarence E. Hill Jr., brought to you each and every Friday by Smokey John's Barbecue. Let's give him a call, see what he's got.
1: Hello, what up, dog?
2: What's up, brother? How y'all doing today?
1: It's all good,
0: great man. This is Clarence E. Hill Jr. Of the Fort Worth Star-Telegram The longest tenured beat writer In Dallas-Fort Worth And the E stands for what, Joe?
1: Every day Every day He gonna bring the heat That's what that E stands for Uh, Every time we talk to him He talk longer than he's supposed to I can go on. I can go on forever, you know (laughs) Uh,
0: How you see this uh, Cowboys have not lost two in a row in forever Uh, They got embarrassed last week how you see this game playing out?
2: Yeah, I mean they have a history of bouncing back on a Mike McCarthy. They haven't lost two straight games, back to back games, you know, since the twenty twenty season. it speaks volumes about their ability to be resilient and bounce back and, and all of that and and, and and that's a great friend in their cap. I don't know that they face a gauntlet like Buffalo at Buffalo and at Miami in this late in the season, two teams making the playoffs in a bounce-back scenario, they're going to be very challenged and hard-pressed to keep that streak going against the Miami team, especially after the way they played against Buffalo and especially after the way they played on the road. Uh, I just I see that streak stopping this week.
0: Oh, we got to – okay, what's the uh, – before we get into that, what is the uh, – what's the most challenging aspect of playing the Dolphins? Because their defense is good. Uh, the offense is explosive. They're running and passing. What's what's the priority in terms of trying to trying to stop them?
2: Well, I mean, it's, it's their it's their speed, you know, and 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 the run and and everything. I mean, it's it's their speed. I mean, let's just be honest about it. I mean, you got to deal with Tyreek Hill and Waddle on the outside. You got to deal with eighteen and most of the running game. And as much as we talk about the Dolphins being a one of the top passing games in the league, they're top five rushing attack as well. And we know what the Cowboys' weakness is. You know they can't stop the run. That's been the case all the season. It has not been exposed. Only in a few games exposed against Arizona. It was exposed against uh, San Francisco. It was exposed against Buffalo. And, and you know, and so what can the Cowboys do to stop that? And, and, and you, you know, you put one finger in one hole, and you got you know, then it leaks things out the other hole. And for the Cowboys, <laughs> I mean, you 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 load up the box to stop the run, then you got to deal with Tyreek Hill down the field. You know, but, but, but what they put on tape last week, you know, against that run, uh, not being able to stop the run. I know they talk about they didn't have the right mentality and they didn't tackle well, but they didn't set the edge. You know, this is going to be a tough matchup on the Cowboys defense.
0: And just to give you all a little bit of perspective, the Dolphins have run for 5.1 per carry on 385 carries and 26 rushing touchdowns this year. Uh, so there ain't no joke in the air. I mean, on the ground. And uh, the other thing uh, Chill is talking about is the Dolphins have lost to four games. Four games. They lost to Tennessee. It was like the Cowboys lost to Arizona. Their other losses have come to who? Kansas City, Philadelphia, Buffalo. All of those on the road. So, you know, I think Chill is right when he says it's going to be a very difficult game for the Cowboys to play. Uh, but I think after last year's uh, Basically national TV embarrassment You'll get their best effort um, Offensively uh, What do they have to do this week?
2: I mean Let's be honest The Cowboys Offense has to set the tone I mean And I think that was one of the things That did happen in the Buffalo game Is that You know you know, We came in the season Saying you know The defense is the best part of the team We got to do everything in the Offense the defense. But it's the offense That has proven to be the you know, the tone set, you know, for, for this team. And when the office gets out front, you know, defense is able to pin their is back and, and, and do the things that they do best, you know. And so this game, the offense deck, the passing game, they have to make plays, they have to score. This probably going to be a shootout, and they got to keep up with them. They got to be efficient. You know, this is a big fan, deal. And I don't know if you remember this, Joe, but Big Chan Fan deal was a coach, uh, the defense coordinator, uh, our coach in Denver a couple of years ago when he claimed he put out the blueprint. On stopping Dak Prescott and the Cowboys in 2021, when they uh, flummoxed the Cowboys here at at and Stadium, doing a doing a terrible stretch they had after uh, a Kansas City game, and, yep. and, and 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 you know he said he put out the blueprint on stopping the Cowboys, and, and Mike McCarthy took umbrage to that. Uh, well, here we go again. This, this, this Vantillo had a blueprint. Vantillo's a, a good defense coordinator, so they have a good defense. They got some bad boys at cornerback, you know is going to throw everything underneath, and you know it won't mean the big players over the top, you know, so they're going to have to be patient uh marching the ball down the field, but yeah, big Benjos they got a blueprint on the Cowboys.
0: so I mean, I guess that leads to the question and i'm I'm curious what you think so what now I usually don't go down this route, but I'm curious to say, so they beat the dolphins. what's the narrative now? they ready for the Super Bowl? <sighs>
2: <laughs> you know, it's funny because I was—you know was what I mean? You know, I was talking to Omar Kelly uh, of, of the uh, one of Miami's top beat writers. It's been a long time, and we—I was on his podcast today. And down there, they're calling this the fraud bowl because you know you you talk about Miami, and Miami has not been the team with a winning record either. You know, they're they like the Cowboys. Everything people say about the Cowboys is about the Dolphins. You know, they they beat up on bad teams, they play good teams, and they lose. And you cited all the teams they have lost to. And so, you know, we are going you know, we, we all know with the Cowboys, we're going to move them up again cuz if, even if they beat Miami, we're not going to forget Buffalo. Uh we're not going to forget San Francisco. It's always going to be uh what are they going to do in the playoffs? We don't can you trust them in the playoffs? And of course, it depends on where they finish. The the key, the, the key thing about the Cowboys is, is they they need to beat Miami because there's a chance they can still get the second seed. You know, there's a chance that they could yeah. get some home. Game, you know, because uh, Philly is struggling. Philly's not playing. Uh, you know, again, they they have been struggling, but you know, Philly on paper has the easiest schedule, but they're in the middle of a three-game losing streak. they they fire or, or re- issues with the defensive coordinator, whether they replaced him or didn't replace him. You know, there's, there's so much talk up there what's going on. You know, Jalen Hurts in the offense, you know, has not looked good for much of the season. Uh, so, you know, we don't need to worry about the Super They need to win just so they can and themselves a home game because if any chance they have to get to the Super Bowl, uh, they need to at least have one or two games
0: at home. Right, and I, I think that's the that's the narrative that would come out if they win, which is, you know, because we still don't know if they went out and Philadelphia wins out, we still don't know who would win a division it would go down to, like, strength of schedule or strength of opponents, something like that. Uh, so they, they, they have they every – uh,
2: I'm sorry, it goes down to strength of victory. Strength of victory. If if they both went out and right now the Eagles have a stronger strength of victory because they got wins over Kansas City, they have wins over Buffalo. Cowboys again, we as I thought they don't mm-hmm. have wins over teams with winning records. Now that could change. You beat Miami, mm-hmm. you beat you know Detroit, you know, and and and, right. and, and of course, uh, you know that that could change the number. That the final number won't come out until the end of the season, but you give yourself a better chance of of coming back into play and that strength of victory if you went out,
0: right. Plus, if you win these last three, you'll be feeling great about yourself going into the playoffs. Okay. Now, flip flip the, the script. You lose this week. What's the narrative going to be?
2: Oh, it, it's, again, not been able to win on the road and, and not been able to trust them. I mean, you know, there's, there's always been this, and, and we all know about it, you know. It, listen, we started a training camp. <laughs> Seriously. Everybody's felt the confidence against the playoffs. The question is, what are they going to do in the playoffs? You know, it, it's funny a week ago they were talking, oh, oh, they could be a contract extension for Mike McCarthy. He, he had reported. <laughs> Just, based on, I mean, if he goes losing the first round, that, that that could be off the table. You know, and you know, I told the guys on 105 through the fan, they were asking about what you would ask Jerry. I said, ask Jerry about the contract, a contract extension. And Jerry glowingly talked about Mike McCarthy done a great job of this. this. He, he punted. When it came to a contract extension, he didn't answer the question. He just talked about the great job he did. Because we all know that we, we've been knowing what the narrative is. And it's going to continue to be the narrative uh, when you get to the playoffs, whether they win this week or lose this week. But certainly if they lose this week, and lose back-to-back games. You know, uh, people ain't going to talk. The people that do feel good, no one's going to feel good anymore about about this team and this future. We're going, to, You know, we're going to be back to question everything.
0: And it's going to be <laughs> – that's that's why i say. this is like just yet another one of their big games, you know what I mean? Uh, because And this is what I'm talking about. Like, you know, when we say Dak doesn't win big games or whatever or the Cowboys don't win big games. There's big games at different points throughout the season. I mean, you know, last week you know, was a big game. This is a big game. Yeah, and
2: the Eagles game was a big game, but now the Eagles game don't count. You know, you know, we, we've been I – mean, Dak has <laughs> won a big game before. He's played a big game before, but it's only a big game when they lose. was not a big game when they win. We know how this, this thing goes. But, yeah, but that, that's part of it. I mean, you you play a role in those narratives when you don't show up. Again, the, the, my frustration, my problem, and, and I think their own frustration is they can't explain why they're so bad on the road. And it's not just about losing. It's the non-compete. And that really goes back to Washington at the end of last season. You know, why is this team – just, just so flummoxed on the road. We asked Michael Parsons after the game. He said he was mind boggled. You know, it was mind boggling to him. He couldn't understand. It. And they, you know, Mike McCarthy and Dak said all the right things about we're going to focus on that. We're going to try to fix that. How are you going to fix something you don't know um, how it came about? It's, you know,
1: e- it's you easy know. to me. They just lose the better when They play a better team on the road. All, of, all the teams got to be at not, home. Not, well, look again, at the numbers. It's, not, it's the better I, I team. I hear
2: you, but it's. Okay, what I'm saying is I hear the better team. I'm talking about the non-compete. I'm talking about the, the 31-10. I'm talking oh, about just the getting,
1: just getting molly out there. Why are you yes, getting that, whooped like the, that? Yes,
2: yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking, I'm talking about. Yeah. the non-compete. For sure. That, that's what I'm talking about. That don't make any sense.
1: You know, you, you should be able to
2: compete. You shouldn't just go on the road and just, you know, throw your skirt up in the air. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> I guess you can say that.
2: <laughs> you know, those are that's that's the problem that yeah. they have. you should be you just be able to compete, and and it's just been non-compete against those good teams. And you know, good those teams are good. They just got twenty points, but it shouldn't be twenty points better than the Cowboys. They ain't beat nobody else by twenty points. They just beat the Cowboys by twenty points on the road, and and, and, and so that's the frustrating thing about how you gonna fix it. You can't take your sleep number bed and all this stuff on the road, or whatever.
1: Oh <laughs> Is that a shot? Did you take a shot at Dak Prescott?
2: (laughs) Did you do that?
1: (laughs) Easy, easy killer.
2: Easy
1: Easy, killer. I didn't. You know, you know. Your reputation says you don't take shots at
0: Dak Prescott. It's not, it's, that's not That's another one of those false narratives. That's he a says. false narrative. There you go. <laughs>
2: we, know, we know
1: you rail against the narrative. You know that.
2: Yes, yeah, and I, 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 listen, I write how they play. I try to tell you, I write how they play. Okay, you know, you going you gonna get you right, bad you play bad, you are gonna get that. Okay. That you, that's, that's
1: that, what it, that you do. But you, you know, did. So. But you did just take a surprising shot against Dak. I just <laughs> want to keep bringing that up. There.
2: You no, know, what know. I'm saying is, and then really, I, you know, I use the sleep number, but you know, one. Key to their success, or claim their key to their success at home, is that they've all been able to stay at home and on beds. You know, and that that's been one thing they've talked about. You know, most teams, even when they're at home, they stay at a hotel. Well, the Cowboys the last couple of years have been staying stay, stay at home and in their on beds. They sleep on beds. They ain't on that only on more sleep on bed. But but they've been staying on beds. <laughs> I'm saying okay. that. Okay. On the road, they cannot take that same formula. They can't take they sleep their sleep number bed. They can't. They don't want their wife and kids and make them all comfortable so they can be ready to play an AT&T setting. They got to find something that's going to get them playing well on the road.
1: Yeah, they still smile on the, on at defensive end, whether they sleep in their own bed or not.
2: At defensive end, <laughs> linebacker, that's, yeah. that's one reason why they went out to Shaq um, Leonard, yeah. you know, because they were smaller yeah. linebackers. They've been smaller linebackers, yeah. you know, and, and that's another thing that people don't want to talk about is that when we point to this team – you know, even going back to last year, everybody wants to point to the offense. They point to this. Nobody's really pointing to Dan Quinn in the scheme. He's gotten the pass. And I think his scheme is getting exposed. You know, against these running team. You know, you look at the Cardinals. You know, they were pulling guards and going heavy. against get the Cowboys small defense. Look at Buffalo. You know, Buffalo went heavy. Cowboys were in nickel. You know, and they just ran. They, they put extra line on the field. And the Cowboys got ran over, ran through.
1: But in the games yeah, where, that, that the was, games where teams play, easy. when the games in the, the games where a team play big, they might want to move Michael around put, get him off the line because he ain't he good at rushing the passer, and if he get loose, he can set the edge. But once they get hands on him, it's over.
2: Oh, him, Marquise Bell, DeRon Blash. Well, you talking about, about
1: you talking about the second level? I'm talking about you giving up yeah. the ass at the first level right off right. the bat. And,
2: and 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 we need to talk about the first round pick, Marquise Smith. You know, you drafted this guy in the first round to mm-hmm. be a run stuffer. You drafted him in the first round because he was strong as the Hawks, You know, at um, Michigan, you know, to be your nose tackle. You know, and, and you lose well, Johnson Hank.
1: On that note, Hank would
2: never be to be.
1: But on that note, there, if they running off tackle, what, what is Mazi Smith responsible for? He can't run. Well, he's they, not running out there. I'm just saying no, the they, way they was going it, off the edge. I don't know if that's Mazi Smith's problem.
2: They, it's not a Mazi Smith problem. But Mazi Smith was supposed to be the answer to the run game, and they and and and, and let's be honest, look at Buffalo—they ran out of tackle, they ran up the middle, they yeah. ran everywhere. You know, they didn't stop him anywhere. But one solution on draft, and we dropped the guy in the first round to be a starter to help run your run defense. Those that were not mine. You know, we got to you know we got to be pass rushers. You know, we take the ball away. We need to be better stopping run. You know, I went back and you know wrote a story today about Mazi, and one thing that they you know Mike McCarthy said, you know this was a perfect fit for us to help us stop the run. They weren't talking about Johnson Hankins being a starter. It was supposed to be my goodness, you know. And, you know, Johnson Hankins is out, and the Cowboys give up more rushing yards uh, than ever under Dan Quinn. And, and again, it just exacerbates the point that this guy has not contributed much this year as a first-round pick. And you don't draft the guy in the first round and him not be a major contributor.
1: Yeah, part of the run fit, though, is what, the, what do the inside linebackers do? And, uh, you know, getting with uh, Overshawn, I would have liked to see what he was able to do because he reminds me of that guy in uh, in uh, San Francisco. Uh, what's my man, 54 in San Francisco? Fred Warren. War. Yeah, he reminds me of him because they're not wow. big, but they can get after you. So they no, have, I agree. you know. But, but, but part
2: of the reason what linebackers have to get after you is because you got guys up front who are, who are keeping the – lineman away from you, she can run the football.
1: Right,
2: you know, and, and that's right. what you know. You know, no tackles don't put up a lot of stats, but they control a lot of stuff up there, and they right. you know allow that. And again, as I get back to Tamazi, he has not done that, and most disappointing that he don't get off the ball. He gets run off the ball, and even more disappointing is here a guy who came in at three twenty three, and I understand he been down be under three hundred pounds right now. He has lost a lot of weight during the season. And you don't want your nose tackle being small.
0: Because I mean, he be playing, if if, that, if, that's, if that's true that he's right, right at 300 pounds or slightly below 300, he playing at a three-technique weight, not a nose and tackle not, weight. And he's got a
2: three-technique. And, and, and again, as you look forward in, in against Miami, Detroit's going to run the ball, Watch going to run the ball. You get to the playoffs, San Francisco, those are run. You've got to be able to hold up against the run. You know, that's uh, what you say. What you want about stopping, you know, I talked about my because yesterday we talked about Tyreek here. the number one order of business is control a lot of scrimmage and, and stopping
0: the run first. Uh one of the reasons the Cowboys play the way they play is first quarter, they've outscored their opponents one hundred eight to fifty. Second quarter, they've outscored their opponents one fifty three to ninety six. The point being they they really are built to grab a lead. Apply that pressure with the pass rush, make you abandon your game plan, and then go put that work on you. And when they can't do that and they can't separate early, and teams can remain committed to running the ball, that's when they have problems. And so, you know, that's why when we talk about what they got to do defensively, one of the things they got to do is, as uh, Chill said, is set the tempo on offense. Yeah, they do. And it's offense.
2: And they, they missed an opportunity certainly early in that Buffalo game with missed that pass. Uh, wide-open Brandon Cooks down the field to overthrow him. Uh, and they weren't going to get many opportunities to throw the ball, D, because the way Buffalo was playing, they had the first opportunity early. They went forward and, and missed it. And, and that was an opportunity to really get some momentum on offense. You know, and so this game, you know, that's why everybody's surprised that Mike McCarthy did not take the ball to start the game. He, he deferred to defense, you know. And, look, this week, I mean, I would say if Mike McCarthy wins the corn talk, they're taking the ball and they're going to try to set the tone with their offense cuz so they need to get get on the field, score and get some positive momentum for both sides of the ball.
0: As long as they don't go 3 out and give Miami a short field, so Miami going to try and take the lead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm what just saying, uh, we never okay. like we never like huh?
2: Yes, yeah, there's that, of course.
0: We uh yes, we uh we never like to let you lead before we touch on a couple other things. Uh, signing day the Wild Wild West it is college football was, uh, yesterday thoughts on Texas's class and the impact of, uh, NIL and collections and the money is flowing like NFL free agency.
2: No, I mean, it, that's what it is. I mean, the, the, the money's flowing and, 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 uh, it's just a game changer and, and, and Texas is doing what they're supposed to do. They're building off this momentum from having a successful season. Uh, they're building off the end of decline and, and shipping some of their commitments and, 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 and really, you know, I, I think they finished, what, in the top five, maybe two or three. I I, I don't really actually, didn't see the numbers that I was working focused on the Cowboys, but yeah, they feel good about the class, and, 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 and you know, for Texas going to the National Championship game, they feel they're going to get a few more. They got some guys in the portal they're going after, you know, there's another signing day in February. They got some guys, they have the opportunity to improve their class, so that's what it is, and like Malik Murphy, you know the the, the guy who won a couple of games protecting quarterback. You know, I think he's out there trying to go to the highest bidder. But but that's what it is. I mean, um, all across the country, NIL is is, is 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 has changed the game. It was funny. I just saw something on Twitter. Well, Archer Manning is making two point three million in NIL. He's making more than Brock Purdy is a quarterback of the forty nine. ers
0: that's because uh, everything in college football really right now is based off potential, you know, and what you might do. And that's why they got to sign you. And, uh, you know, I ain't never mad at the players, but they're like, hey, Chill is making 500,000. I had more yards than him. So I realized I was supposed to make it three, but I need, you know, I need 600 now. And the whole game has changed. And, uh I'm never mad at the players for getting paid because everybody else has been getting paid for years, and only a handful of players were getting paid before, and they were just getting paid a penance, really. Now they're getting paid for real. And, uh, you know, you can change your life like this. So if you don't make it to the league or you get hurt and your career is shortened, uh, if you've done something with the money that you've gotten, you can still come out ahead in this thing. How
1: is it, how's, how's that, uh, how's that money distributed, that 2.3? Is that from the collective or is that, or is that NIL?
0: The, it's the probably uh, uh, well. There is a difference. I mean, it's nil is just one umbrella. You got endorsements, mm-hmm. which is you represent companies and they pay you for that, and then you got the collective, which says we will pay you as a as a group right. to do this. So the income comes in in two different streams. And if you are yeah, if you yeah, that yeah. dude you're um, collecting it you you collecting on the endorsements and you're collecting from the collective
1: I understand all that. It, I was saying how is his 2.3 does anybody know how that's constructed he
2: I don't know right he hasn't done anything but that was saying you're getting paid for your name high school right. quarterbacks they were just talking right. about the kid that signing the, that's the the money he's getting ready to make he just signed with uh panini uh, uh cards you know yeah. and, and, and so he hasn't even played so you know they're they're, they're getting deals without paying for sure. It's funny because I remember all the talk about the, back in the olden days about these $50 $100 handshakes and all that other stuff, and everybody talking about Eric, what, uh, Eric Dickinson's uh, Trans Am. Oh, the gold Trans, Trans, Trans Am,
1: that, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, that Trans Am, man, those guys get $2.3 million. You know It's just yeah. funny. Nah. you talking about the Trans Am or stuff like that. So, he uh, said, yeah,
1: his, grandma, know, he about said his grandma bought that Trans Am. But, listen, stop it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> she she did buy it with the money they gave her in the shoebox. Roger that. <laughs> <laughs> all of that. And then uh, that. Uh, and then uh, I know you like to chime in on this, uh, thoughts on the high school Texas high school football championships where uh, I mean, the southern again, sector of Dallas represented itself pretty well.
2: No, again, it's it's uh Desoto and Duncanville, you know, I, I was, you know, what what Desoto did to Duncanville a few weeks ago told me that Desoto was the best team in the state, and I, I, I didn't see seventy-four points though. I mean, goodness gracious, I always <laughs> kid with my guys. No,
0: nobody saw that.
2: I came with my guys in Houston about uh, Dallas being better than Houston. You know, it started with the uh, the Rangers over the Astros, and I, you know, going back to last year when when DFW swept uh, pretty much the larger classifications and. In, in 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 football and state football and and they and the, basically they did it in six A again with with the and Dunkerville. I really feel bad for because they had a chance to do something and, and get a threepeat and they lost uh, in the fourth quarter. of, of officials calls or not, but uh, they they had a great run up. Sock will be back, but but the and Dunkerville, I mean, uh, it, it couldn't happen to two two better men and. and and, and and certainly Coach Samples, you know, I don't know if he's going to retire or not, but he's already one of the all-time winningest coaches in, in, in high school football. He's already in the top ten and, in the back-to-back state titles, and that's just a feather in his cap.
0: All right, my friend, we appreciate you. I'll uh, see you out there at the start later on today.
2: All right, brother. See you guys. Yep. All
0: right. That's uh, Clarence E. Hill, Jr., of Fort Worth Star-Telegram, yeah. brought to us. Brought to us each and every Friday by Smokey John's Barbecue. Smokey John's Barbecue, 1820 West Mockingbird. Roll through there and try the jam session bowl. I mean, you can try the other stuff. The ribs are great. The catfish is great. The chicken is outstanding. It's all good. I've had several different items over the last several years. I ain't met nothing that wasn't love in your mouth. It's fantastic. But the jam session bowl is special to me. It's a creation they made for us. Me and Matt McLaren On our old show Jam Session And so now We use Jack Talk To talk about Jam Session uh, In the Jam Session Bowl It's a mac and cheese based Or mashed potato based Two out of five Smoked meats I usually rock With the brisket And the sausage One day Big Joe and the Big Rig Will taste the double brisket Oh yeah But he told me To quit living that You know So one day he'll taste that Hopefully one day soon And then Um All that stuff you find on Loaded Baked Potato All that stuff, you know, chives and bacon bits and sour cream and cheese and butter All that stuff, man And then they drizzle it with this sauce, the Smoky John sauce Or they drench it with that thing And I'm I'm just here to tell you, man, that thing is to live for It really is Uh, So go swing through, get you one if you got a little shorty Uh, Two of y'all can eat, three of y'all can eat off of it I've seen one person kill it once, but that person was really hungry and it saved his appetite for that day. Because it's a lot of food, for real. Uh, no cap, as young folks say. Uh, if you need some Smokey John's in your mouth sooner than that, and you can't get there, go to smokyjohns.com. Click on the marketplace, order the sauce or the rub, and get down like that. You can be at your house in a couple of days, maybe, maybe an extra day because of the holiday season. And then, uh, you know, you can always roll up to H-E-B and Frisco, pick up the rub. I mean, you can have it in an hour if you got time. Smokey John's Barbecue. Brent and Juan own it. They daddy started it. Those are two of my guys, two of my favorite people on the planet. Uh, they're wholesome. They're great guys. Uh, support them. Support us by supporting them. Smokey John's Barbecue. Love in your mouth. I think that's a good way to say it. That's what I think. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes, dog, you just say stuff. You just be talking to yourself, man. Yeah, you do be talking you know, to yourself. You know, if you don't clap for you, who's going to clap for you? Yeah. Sometimes you got to just clap for yourself, man. Yeah. Uh, and with that, let's take a quick trip around the block, man. Around the block. You know, I do this every year and I swear I'm not going to do it. Christmas time is upon us And I have done very little shopping I do most of my shopping That I do do On Amazon Although I will tell you this dog I have already passed out One Christmas gift Matter of fact Let me tell y'all a little funny story It was really funny to me I hope y'all will find it in, engaging
1: Maybe.
0: I decided to treat my <laughs> You see that's what I'm talking about I decided you know I think this is a good conversation man And as I have evolved in life I have decided That more and more and more in life I like things less I have a desire Things don't really motivate me anymore In the past things have motivated me Whatever they may be Maybe it's a car Maybe it's a house Maybe it's a watch uh, y'all, Most of y'all know I'm a tennis shoe guy because I work out, you know, I probably got about no cap. Uh, I probably got about 20 pair of uh, Air Max 95s. I probably got about 10 pair of Air Max 97s. I probably got about, a, uh, I, did a, I, I gave a lot of shoes to uh, Goodwill about a year, a couple years ago. But I, and when I say I gave a lot, I probably gave about 15, 20 pair away. And so I'm probably down to about 75, 80 pair of tennis shoes. I used to buy them all the time, but I used to wear them. I didn't just stick them in a box and not wear them. But my point is, as I got older, I'm kind of more into experiences than things. And so this year, a good friend of mine was saying, hey, I got season tickets. If you want to buy some of the games, because I'm not going to all of them, let me know. And I said, you know what, dog? Because you got great seats. I said, you know what, dog? I'm going to do that. And he said, well, Two tickets and parking pass and a couple hundred dollars a game. I said, cool. So I did that. So I bought five games. And uh, I gave one of them to my dude on my first birthday, which I told y'all about the other day, the Lakers game. Dude, when my daughter found out my dude was going to the Lakers game, she lost it. Why is he going to? I've been asking you for tickets for months, and you ain't gave me no tickets. AJ's birthday come up; he getting tickets. It's unfair. It's unfair. All this time, dog. When I bought the games, who did I have in mind to give a pair to for her for Christmas? My daughter. So I just let her scream and go on and go on and give me all this how offended she was and how sad she was and how disappointed she was. All of this after. Didn't I mind you? We had his little birthday gathering, and uh, she talking about all this, and then finally I said, "Oh, check your text messages." Merry Christmas! I sent her the tickets while she was on that rant, dog. <laughs> and so she went to the game last night. That was her Christmas present. I said, "Don't forget now, Christmas morning. Remember the experience you had at the game last night. Uh, the Clippers beat the Mavericks uh, by about ten, but." Kawhi Leonard did a super-duper Euro move that ended up on the Sports Center Top 10 Plays of the Night. So she got to see that. Now, remember how I told y'all that fooling around with my wonderful stepmother, I ended up getting to the game middle of the first quarter? Game started at 7.30 last night, though. I texted my daughter at 7.55. I said, where you at? Because I knew she wasn't going to be there on time. She talking about, we almost there. So I imagine she got to her seat, dog, probably about six minutes before halftime. But uh, I ain't got nothing to do with that. I did what I was supposed to do and provide the tickets. And that leads me into this, my friend. Are you a good gift giver, an average gift giver, or a bad gift giver?
1: Uh, I'm probably a pretty good gift giver. It depends. Oh, you know.
0: okay. Well, uh, what makes you a good gift giver? Because that's an art to giving good gifts.
1: It's the thought. It's the thought you put into it. It don't matter what it costs. It's the thought, you know. When you go through the trouble. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, yeah! It don't matter the cost.
1: Well, when you go through the trouble of figuring out what a person wants, what they, you know, what they like. See, when this, you pay attention to somebody. That's why this. If you, yeah. you know, if you if you really paying attention, because I don't play that. Uh, you know what? I, I I've always went all out to make sure that you got what you want. And uh, right, right. There is uh there's a couple of times in my life where I've had to get people straight on gifts where, you know, if you want, oh, if you what want you Well, if you want the Harry Potter cake, this is when they was little, you want the Harry Potter cake, you want the uh Powerpuff Girls cake, and you want the Dragon Ball Z cake, guess what I make you I make sure y'all get that. You know, that's what you right. want, that's what you love. Now, how come my cake is a generic fudge brownie and I got a <laughs> doggone Armatron watch when you know I wear Casio? Y'all just went to four, four corners of Walmart to get my doggone present. We need to get that straight. Because I could do the same thing. I love thing. that, man. So, you know, I could do the I same that, thing. Man. But, hey, all you got to do is think about what dad likes. And so I think the best, no. one of the best gifts I ever got for my birthday was a bottle of Big Red, a Snicker, and uh, PlayStation uh, PlayStation cards.
0: Bruh. They
1: don't even call Bruh. Money.
0: But you was like, this is great. This is me. Uh, this is what I like. You know what, man? And let, let me tell all y'all. Uh, if you, this is a great gift, and I, I'm I'm so happy you mentioned that. If you just been, if you just started dating somebody and you trying to figure out what to get them for Christmas, and yes, I don't want it too expensive, and I don't want it like this, and I don't I don't really know what to do. If you're a dude, really, all you had to do is look around her apartment, look around her house. And do exactly what Joe said. You could get a box, man. You could put her favorite snack in there. You could put her favorite this in there. Her favorite that. Um, And if you just fill it with her favorites, none of which probably cost more than like $10, $15. Because you could do that, man. That woman would be so happy because of just what Joe said. You have observed me enough to know all the different things I like. And you put them in a box and that, I mean, you know, you might even get some happy time in the middle of the day. I'm just saying, hey, I'm not guaranteeing hey, you that.
1: Hey, and you better. I'm just saying, you, you it better, could be. A, you better hedge on that a little bit. And whatever you get, keep the, <laughs> keep the receipts. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> if you don't like it, you might have to take it yeah. back. That's what I'm saying. So you know, that's all. Well, the case I'm just right saying, there. you
0: know, you know, don't confuse the old girl with the new girl and give her old girl stuff. So no, no but that's that's a, that's a wonderful a new, gift to give.
1: I don't have a new girl. All right
0: I know, man. You were yeah. fortunate enough to be married 25, 30 years, something no, like in that ballpark. No, 32. How long? Damn, you done passed the thirty threshold? Roger that. Joe honor Ass? I'm 32. impressed.
1: Nah. I'm, Matter of fact, give I'm, that girl I'm, an extra gift. I'm wonderful. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I'm, co- I'm coachable, too. So I don't know what you're talking oh,
0: about. All right. Yeah. Uh, because what Joe is talking about is my mother was, to me, And I like to phrase things like this There was no better gift giver than my mother My mother would hear you say something in February Man, that's cool, sure would like that one day And you ain't thought about that thing since February Because you knew it cost too much or whatever, whatever, whatever Man, Christmas morning would come up And you'd open your boxes and Christmas would be great And then you'd eat breakfast And then she'd say, oh, by the way While you was eating breakfast, she might say, oh, by the way I think you forgot to you forgot to open this, and you turn around like where'd that come from? Or while you was eating, she'd rolled something back out in the in the up under the tree. Oh, I forgot to bring this one out, and it'd be that thing you mentioned in February, and you just go crazy. Yeah. And uh, dude, she would do that almost every year as a kid, and it was just—I mean, <laughs> my mother was the greatest gift giver, man. Oh, my mom. And so was, I tried to take after her about that. My mom was sandbagging.
1: She was sandbagging. She would say, "You know what? I'm not gonna be able to get y'all a lot of stuff for Christmas this year. <laughs> so it's all, you know, don't uh, don't expect a lot. Da 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 da. Alright, then it's cool. I understood. You know, we understood that. I grew up. I grew up at an early age, and I understood that. Man, Christmas time will come, it'd be all kind of stuff. And like you said, that one thing you think you're gonna get. I mean, the year we got Atari, twenty six hundred. It was man. crazy. You went crazy. Uh, she got me a <laughs> NFL playbook, how to how to draw plays and stuff when I was like thirteen. Uh, it was it was man army men It was all kind of different stuff that I got as a kid. It was it was it was, it was Christmas was amazing. But she would always say, her, "I don't know if I can do." It. Okay, my understand. Next thing you know, Christmas come and you was happy as hell. It was great.
0: Hold up a second. I wanted to take a picture And I'm about to text it to you uh, uh,
1: This
0: is one of my most prized possessions That I'm about to text you And it's funny I hadn't thought about this Until we started talking about What we're talking about right now well,
1: I'm not going to get it right now Because I'm going to do not disturb
0: Oh it'll still come through I don't... You just have to call it up And what it is Is It's a hand It's my mother Gave me this note and it's a handwritten, uh, I mean, it's a handmade card, a very small card with my name written on the front in her writing. And inside of it, it is a Christmas card because she gave me a pair of shoes and she said, hey, here's your shoes. Uh, Merry Christmas. Love, Mom. But it's, uh, it's the thought that she put into the card, uh, which is why I kept it all these years. Uh, so this card is, hold on a second. This card is from 1989, man. And uh, I have it tacked to my wall above a picture so that when I'm on my desk writing, I can, I can see it every day. And it, uh, it just reminds me of her because as you move into the holiday season, man, for those of you who have lost a parent or both parents, it can be tough. And so I personally like to focus on, on some of the great memories and the great times. And let me just tell y'all something. Let me give y'all the public service announcement. Real talk now, real talk. It's okay to cry. If you miss your mama, you miss your dad, it's okay to let them tears roll out for a little while, like I'm doing right now. And it's okay, because it means you loved them, and they were good to you.
1: Oh, yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. My mom's birthday was the 19th, and she died on the 19th. And Dude,
0: it, it, I didn't it, realize that when you when yeah. you sent me that the other day, I was like, uh.
1: Yeah. It didn't hit me. It it hit me a little bit on the 19th. But when I woke up on the 20th, yeah. Yeah, all the tears came. And uh <laughs> yeah, it, you miss them, man. And and, and and you know people people need to be missed. You know, and, and yeah. if, if your mom is still here, don't fight with your mom. Don't let people come between you and your mom. Give your mom a hug. Tell your mom you love them. And I tell my friends that their moms are still living. It's a club that you don't want to join, that you're eventually going to join when your mom's gone. And I know how that is. Dude. You know.
0: Um, I, and it's not, to me, it, it, it is, you know, I think as men, sometimes we be close to our moms. As women, you can be sometimes close to your dads. But it's, uh, it's both of them. And I, I tell my friends all the time, and I don't have a lot who do this But I got a couple who do this Or you know people that you That you closer than just Acquaintances Even if they're not Really good friends Yeah, oh, My parents oh, Mama did Get on my I say hey man One day she ain't gonna ask you To come by to do this That or the other thing Cause she ain't gonna be here <laughs> Yeah One day your dad ain't gonna be here To ask you to do this That or the other thing Or get on your nerves About this that And so I'm telling you Uh Don't let that thing catch up. And, uh, you know, I got uh, somebody really close to me going through that thing right now. Really close to me. She hadn't talked to her dad because he pissed off. And what he did, he became, uh, he got involved in drugs and became a drug addict. And uh, it pissed off because, uh, you know, nobody wants to see their parent fall into that kind of despair. And so she hadn't talked to him in a couple of years. Well, he OD'd the other day, and now he touch and go. And now it's—I wish I had. I shouldn't have let that come between us. I should have talked to him. I should have done. I should have done this and that. And it's painful. And I've been trying to uh, talk to her and let her know, hey, it, you know, all you could do is all you could do at the time. Uh, she in the hospital. He's, you know, in a, you know, on a respirator and all this other stuff in an ICU, and she talking all those things she wish he had said when he was alert, and and awake. She's saying now, hoping that he come out of this situation, and uh, she can tell him some of those things face to face. And uh, the only reason I share that is that thing can happen. You can let these things that in the big picture um, aren't so important get in the way. And you look up And that person's no longer here To hear all the things you wish you had said So take a moment If your parents are still here Your grandparents Whoever you love like that Just let them know Hey, I appreciate you I love you I think one of the beautiful things about my dude is And uh, I don't know how this started uh, But it's funny, man Because I read a Facebook post about this Uh, One of my favorite things to do every morning Is check the Facebook memories and I read a post from the other day where it goes, uh, for some reason, my son has started saying I love you every day when he gets out of the car. Maybe he's just priming me for Christmas, but it's a cool thing. Well, that dude is still doing it, man. And that post was from 12 years ago. Uh, he gave me a hug when he left yesterday. He said, I love you, Dad. I'll talk to you later. And I was just like, I love you too, man. And so it's okay for us as men, because sometimes we don't like to say that, dog. Uh, but it's okay to say you love you love somebody we know what's up um so you know it's it's okay to say that and say it loud and be proud about it to your friends and your loved ones and uh you know that's what the holiday season is all about but it really should be what the year is all about man but I think we're just a little more in tune on it during the holiday season
1: yeah um I don't know (laughs) I uh I don't know, man. I'll tell you what, there's so many things I learned from my mother. And when you talk about uh, holding stuff against people and stuff like that, she, is one thing she taught me is not to judge people on their worst moments. You know, what are they like right yes, now? sir. What, are, what did they do? What they've done in the past, what did they do right now? I can tell you a hundred stories where I've applied that to people. You know, people I don't know, people I do know. You know, right. hell, hell, myself. I had to remind somebody, hey, this was one of my worst moments. You're still holding that against me, but that's one of the things. One of the many things I learned from her is that you know, sometimes at the time, somebody going through something, right, right, they need to understand you going through something, and you're not acting like you want to act. You know, uh, I come, from, I come from a pretty good family, pretty good group of people, pretty good supportive. People that were supportive, I put more pressure on myself than they've ever put on me. And so, you know, that's just one of them things. But uh, yeah, so if you want to, if you want to end around the block with some with some tears, I guess that's (laughs) (laughs) I guess what I guess you succeeded in that. I guess I don't know. Mission accomplished. Nah, you kind of almost got a couple out of me, but I'm you know, I held on. Uh, You know, no.
0: no man it's just uh you know that's uh that's what it's for man it's just uh sometime we have real talk these things come up and that's uh that's what the beauty of a podcast is the way i do it the way we do it the way i like for it to be done is um and and it's funny because i heard something about this the other day uh my dog uh my dude bomani jones was explaining his podcast to uh, actually he was talking to Gilbert Arenas and they were having a really good conversation really good segment and Bomani said your podcast really resonates with me because it's similar in our approach and what he was saying was this is Bomani talking about his podcast the right time uh, which is terrific he goes people come to the right time to hear from me and hear about me and he said, he was telling Gilbert Arenas, he said, I think people come to your podcast to hear from you and about you. Now, some people might be like, well, duh, that's why I listen. No, sometimes if you go to a podcast, you go to hear the guests that they have. Oh, you know, Graham Bensinger, he's got the best, you know, he's got this celebrity uh, or that celebrity. or And so you come in to hear the celebrities talk. Because they get information from them through their interviewing skills and techniques that you haven't heard, or they tell great stories. So you're really coming for the guest, not the interviewer per se, or not the host. But on these shows that 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 uh, Bomani does and that I do, you know, you coming from me or you coming from Joe because you like to hear us. You like to hear what we about. Uh, it was the same thing when I did the show with Matt. You like to hear about from me and Matt what's going on in our lives our perspective on the world and our perspective on sports. And uh, when you give that to people, it becomes personal. And, um, you know, they become, in, in a real sense, kind of your extended family. And uh, they know that's why people come up to me if they see me out and about with my son, they go, is this your dude? Man, I feel like I know you. I've heard about you since you was seven years old. Because I've been doing radio, podcasting in some way, shape, or form for that long. And so now he'll he'll look at me and start laughing, but I'll be like, hey man, you just became a character in in my story because you are. And so, uh, you know, I think that's just how it goes. And so it's cool when we can have these authentic, kind of off the cuff, uh, intimate moments with the audience because it just brings us all closer together. Roger that.
1: Okay, you speaking for me now? So when you say Roger, I just thought when, I slipped when, that in there. When you say Roger, that you ain't never spoke that into a mic, so I don't think that, that, <laughs> that don't sound that don't sound authentic. You know, you ain't been on the side of a hill behind the rock going Roger that. No one's coming. Right, in, so right, right. Roger that. But anyway, go ahead.
0: No, I was just, I was just that was my way of saying if you had something to add to that, if you good.
1: Yeah, I'm good. I I understand.
0: All right. All right, well, let's move on to this real quick. Let's talk about a little bit of high school. uh, 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 Actually, I mean uh, a little bit of college football because there's something interesting going on that I wanted to talk about. And, uh, you know, man, the more I see about college football, the more I'm just like, what the hell? And I mentioned this a little bit last week, I think. But uh, Deion said... Deion Sanders Colorado And this is really interesting to me They signed Or they got a commitment From the best tackle in America Last week He waited all this time To give his commitment uh, To Colorado This guy named Jordan Seaton. He's the number one tackle in America It's unquestionable He is that dude we all know what happened to Shadour Sanders last year. Beat up and abused. They needed a left tackle. They needed some linemen. He set the tone. He committed. He was all over the place. Did the car wash interviews, which means he was everywhere. He was on Skip Bayless's show. Everywhere. Well, duh. The day before signing day, so two days ago, it became, he, it became clear to those who followed this thing closely, he was starting to waver. Like, he might not go to Colorado. And you're like, what? And so, it looks, and so yesterday, it was apparent that he made uh, a secret visit to Maryland. Now, he grew up in D.C., in the D.C. area. So, Mike Locksley, the head coach, has been on him since he was a freshman. He played at IMG in uh, Florida, which is a, uh, you know, basically a prep school for football players. And his brother plays at Maryland. So he's from D.C. area. Maryland's been recruiting him since he started playing football. His brother plays for Maryland. And so last night they did this thing called the Crystal Ball and had him flipping from Colorado to Maryland. Uh, But here's what was interesting. Uh, This guy named Steve on Twitter says, Yesterday I heard Jordan Seaton do an interview. Sounds like a dude being pulled in 10 directions. Hard to forget these guys are 18 year old kids and feel all this pressure to make them happy and others happy with their decision. Uh, Take your time, Jordan. Would love to have you be a buff. But the first part of that is exactly right, man. Like you can forget how much pressure is on this dude because he literally got people pulling on him. Go here, go here, go here, go here. And everybody pulling on him. Every single solitary person pulling on him got their own agenda. It's not about do what makes you happy. It's about go here, go here, go there, go there. Even your parents may have, well, you can your choice, but man, you'd look good if I could come see you play every week and come to some of your practices. I don't know if I can do that if you go to Colorado, but it's your decision. And so however it goes, you know, you do forget sometimes these are kids, and this is why I tell people on Twitter and social media whenever possible. If you ain't got nothing nice to say about a high school kid, man, shut the hell up. If you, if you ain't got nothing positive to say about a kid transferring and you wishing them well in their future endeavors, shut the hell up, man. Because it's their life. They should be able to choose where they want to play or what they want to do without a bunch of alums who middle aged just rooting for their team going crazy. Uh, and it just bothers me whenever that happens. Like, you know, whenever this kid decides he's going to Colorado or he's going to to Maryland, whatever fan base don't get him. You know they're going to act a fool, man. And that's just disappointing to me.
1: Well, you know, we was I don't know, I'm 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 I'm, I'm, I'm kind of torn between letting you off the hook.
0: Well, uh, no uh, what uh, we were uh, talking about is two we were talking uh, about uh, same is you can uh, have a nuanced discussion uh, where that's what you it's the same it. but it's different It is because I'm talking about Once you take the money You have a certain responsibility Even if you're a kid You got a certain responsibility gonna do kids. And so you're not off the hook All right. You can be My kid messed up his car engine Because he wasn't paying attention to the gauges He's a kid But at the same time You're responsible so if it costs 3500 to get it fixed, I know your situation, so I need you to come up with $700. I got the rest for you, because I love you, it's a mistake, but you need to, you have your responsibility, because you, you don't want to drive in the car. If you'd been more responsible and paid more attention, we could have got it fixed before all of this happened. So you have a responsibility. That's all I'm saying with kids. And let's not act like talking to the media is some very difficult thing, because it's really not. Yeah, it even is. if you're shy, it's yeah, really not. Yeah, it no, is. it's not. Yeah, it is.
1: If you don't know what to it say, wasn't. if you it's, it's 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 guys that's 25 that's 30 don't know how to handle the media. At 18, I like I told you before, if it, 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 when I was in the service, it's a man's job, it's a man's pay, it's a man's mission, but you still got kids doing it. And if I'm if I'm if I'm 25. That guy's eighteen. He gonna do eighteen year old stuff. So I gotta watch him. You see, I'm not gonna criticize right? him like I'm gonna criticize Jacques. I'm not gonna get on him. I'm not gonna lose him because I need him to do this mission. But it's a man's deal. But he's still a kid. And that's my that was my point last time. So I don't know what you're well, talking under- about now. I, under- it's, it's, I understood it's, that. It's not it's not as new as that. you think. You know, you saying the guy can handle no, the media. I, I think. Yeah, okay. well, I when when I say handle you.
0: the media, yeah. when this is the difference between this and this is the between college media and professional media. With with college media, you have a you have a sports information person there with you at all times, mm-hmm. who can interfere and run interference for you, or say, "Hey, that's not an appropriate question for this guy," and they can shut it down. So you have a culture right there with you. Um, you also have what they also do ninety nine percent of the time is before you go out there, they're probably going to ask you about this, this, and this. Um, so be aware of that, and, you know, here's a, here's an answer you might want to use. So they're coaching them all the way. And, again, as a quarterback, now, I understand what you're saying, but it's a little bit different for the quarterback because the quarterback has usually been exposed, especially somebody like Caleb Williams. He's been exposed to the media for quite a bit now because of the successes that he's had. You know, I mean, he did get the Heisman, so he understands media. Um, So his situation is a little different than some other positions on the team and some other players on the team, uh, which is all my only point about him. But I think uh, when you're talking about college football, it's just changing so fast, and uh, I'm always for the players. So on one, uh, but on it's, hand, it's wild.
1: On one hand, you are all over the place because on one hand you saying,
0: "Well, that's because I think wait, you want to make it wait, black and white," wait, and wait, I really think, think it's wait, great.
1: You not, you not
0: you easy not, killer. No, easy you, killer.
1: No, no, stop it. You don't need. You don't need to use that. You don't need to use that either. <laughs> I'm taking our, all your no, phrases. Don't, yeah, I like. I, I'm taking all
0: your phrases. I yeah. like to use all your phrases.
1: That's, that's uh that's not, that's not that's not new to uh, you. But all right, what I'm saying, is, you shut over,
0: up before you get mollywhopped over there.
1: You over talking. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's okay. It's, it, that, you over talking me to make your point. that mean that your point ain't that valid? But go ahead. Nah,
0: I'm done.
1: Nah, you good. It's all good. Cause I don't know. I think you. I don't know. Go ahead, but anyway, I'm gonna, I'm going I'm gonna pull the punch on that. Go ahead.
0: Oh, okay. Well, well let's have a deeper discussion next week.
1: It's always we at the week. end now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always every time. it's just like the it's just like getting
0: used to jab says. Every
1: time it get heated. <laughs> every time it get heated. Every time I'm on your ass is let's go to next week. All right, then we can go to next week. Mm-hmm.
0: That's the beauty of being a host. <laughs>
1: that's, that's why I say jock talk and not on jock ass uh, talk.
0: Really? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: We should let's stop it, man. Uh, we will. Uh, we will let y'all know through social media whether we're going to do a show Christmas Eve. Uh, so, unless you want to decide right now in front of everybody.
1: Nah, you you good. Whatever you want to do.
0: Oh, well it's if up it's up whatever up. I want to do yeah, We'll up up. do a show on Christmas Eve Because right. it's the Cowboys and the Dolphins It'll be a big game I don't know when y'all will listen to it But we're going to give y'all a little something on Christmas Eve You know why? Because we're here for you Everybody ain't here for y'all Me and Big John and the Big Rig We are here for you um, So for uh, grinning Law Which makes all this possible And my friends at Smokey John's Barbecue And the Jam Session Bowl uh, remember, follow me on Twitter, JJT journalist. I am Jean Jacques Taylor. Uh, until we chat again, you guys be blessed.